0: This episode of WP Late Night is brought to you by Event Espresso, the event management and ticketing WordPress plugin. You can check them out at EventEspresso.com, and if you use the coupon code WPCandy, you'll save $25 on your purchase. Thanks to Event Espresso for sponsoring WP Late Night. Welcome to episode number 21 of WP Late Night. I'm Ryan, joined by Brad and Dre. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, hey. hey, hey. And joined by special guest, Drew Stroyny, right? Stroyny. Stroyny. Okay. Well, I should have checked before we started, but
1: I'm good at butchering names. Uh, yeah,
0: That's I should have right. left that to Brad. He always takes over. It's like yeah. our thing.
2: I've <laughs> been really good with it.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> uh, how's everybody doing? Number really? 21, we're legal now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, oh, right.
0: I don't know exactly what that means for a podcast, but hopefully it doesn't ruin the show.
2: Yeah, does it age like normal, you know, like folks, uh, people, yeah. or does it age like dogs? I mean, how does this work?
0: Oh, then I like the dogs way, because then we're uh,
1: yes. a couple
4: hundred We're like years
2: 99. Old <laughs> yeah. I <Yeah.
4: laughs> like this. How are you, Drew? Good, good. I'm excited to be here, you know. Uh, good to be with you guys, talking about WordPress, talking about themes. Exciting.
0: Yeah, of course. So, uh, Drew of the, let me think of a good, the illustrious theme foundry. Uh, also, um, a lot of work. Is, is it fair to say, kind of the, I don't know exactly, I'm sure we'll get into this later on, but definitely a major player uh, in the team for building the 2012 theme this year. So, uh, I'm sure that we'll probably spend a lot of time talk, talking about that stuff
1: tonight. Definitely.
0: Definitely. But first, as we always do, uh, Brad, Dre, what are you guys drinking?
2: What you sipping on, Brad? What you sipping on?
1: I have a diet Coke and some kind of a grape rum. Sounds terrible, but Wait, it's pretty on. good. So yeah, I didn't it's understand that. Like a...
0: that. That didn't sound like a, a diet duff. So I'm confused <laughs> as to what you're drinking.
1: Oh, no, right it's now. a little different. I got uh, I got some grape infused rum and some diet Coke. It's uh, it's it's similar to a Flaming Mo. It's
2: good. You get yeah, you get it at your local hipster bar. This is outstanding. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm, I'm mixing up blue moon today no nope. blue moon only quasi shitty beer not completely <laughs> <laughs> <So> this is good <laughs>
0: um fantastic i'm drinking my irish whiskey as usual and and drew i didn't even ask whether you were drinking anything tonight i i
4: i'm, I'm drinking cold idaho mountain water right now <laughs> right. uh <but laughs> got a, we, we got a two-month-old in the house i'd love to have a beer but i think i might fall asleep <laughs> if we uh if we had a beer i wouldn't want if that i had a beer yeah
2: fair enough
4: yeah that
0: that would be a shame um Man, okay, so real quick before we jump into uh, our list items, uh, WordCamp Grand Rackid, Ra- Rapids is coming up this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, I'll be heading out there for that. I think uh, I'm the only one in the group, right? Yes. Right.
3: Yes.
1: I would not be there. Yes. We, okay. uh, we're sponsoring, sure. and I wanted to go, but it just didn't work out. So <laughs> it looks like a pretty awesome event. I know Brian Richards and team of organizers mm-hmm. um, have been hard at work. Looks like they're going to pull off a pretty nice event.
0: Yeah, Richards is in the chat and likes Grand Rackets. So I'll have to be sure to mention that in my talk this weekend. Okay, cool. Well, that's happening. If you're going there and you're listening to the show, uh, say hi. Say you like the podcast. It's a lot of fun to hear feedback if you're from people.
2: Going there, there's a bunch of stuff coming up the following yes. week. Uh, yes, so continue to WordPress awesomeness. I believe uh, WordCamp Chicago, what else is going on that weekend?
0: Hmm. As I pull that's... up the calendar. Yeah, bad.
2: <laughs> bad, bad. Bad. bad.
0: Now all I know, all I'm planning right now is Chicago, so I guess I haven't looked at what else is going on.
2: Well, and I'll, so I'll see you there. I actually, São Paulo down in uh, Brazil. We've got uh, mm. at Curie one of one of our guys will be speaking down there. So Tony uh, Perez will be speaking there at Chicago, and in São Paulo. We've got folks uh, attending down there. So very exciting stuff.
1: Yes, let's have uh, WordCamp Montreal is this weekend as well. This week. this week uh, I actually went to yeah this weekend. Uh, Wait, then is weekend, that Portland, uh, too? Uh, Man. Grand Rapids. And Portland is this weekend as well. So that's Jeez. three. Well, Portland Six. and Montreal, they've had for a few years now. Uh, Grand Rapids, this is the first year, right? So mm-hmm. uh, oh. Montreal, I, I actually spoke at a couple. Well, it's probably been three years now. That was one of the... It wasn't my first presentation, but it was right there at the beginning. Great town. Loved it. I took the train, if you can believe it, from mm. New York City all the way up to Montreal. Twelve hours of fun choo-choo riding. With no Wi Fi. <laughs> uh, but it's cool, man. If you ever get a chance to go to Montreal, that is a that's a fun town. I want to go back just to spend a little bit more time because it's it's a really cool town. It really has a, a, a neat um really uniqueness to it, I guess is a good way to say it. It's it's neat though. So if you've never been, make the hike up to Montreal. And Portland is I've always heard awesome things. In fact, cool. I sent you guys a link before about Portland, right? Did you see what they're giving away this year for the uh Yes? Damn it! I don't know. Was that for the uh, attendees, or sponsors, and speakers, or everybody?
2: I didn't catch the details, but it looks dang awesome. And I'm, I'm really hurt. I'm not going.
0: I think I missed it. What, what are they giving away?
1: So they actually have made WordCamp Portland pint glasses
3: and (laughs) T-shirts.
1: Um, And I want to say it's for all the attendees in place of t-shirts. If I'm not, I hope I'm not mistaken on that. I'm pretty sure that's what I read. I'm trying to find the blog post now, but that is, Uh, that's pretty cool cool. to see something a little more unique. I know Portland's a really big beer town, right? I mean, they have, I've never been, but I know from reading (laughs) about it, people out there, they, they're just a bunch of alcoholics and they, (laughs) I'm just kidding. They love their beer. Um, in yeah, moderation,
2: of Chris, Chris Daly and Matt McEvill, a big craft beer guys out of San Diego. Uh, I'll tell you what, they, they had nothing but uh, great things to say about the beer up, up there. Now, what I, I'm really disappointed that I'm not going to get one of those pint glasses because they, they came out pretty kick-ass and really original, right? And I, I love to see, you know, uh, different stuff coming out of WordCamps, traditional things, the T-shirts. Uh, for speakers, we've seen various things. That I think it's important uh, to take care of your speakers. So seeing kind of neat uh, gifts uh, from their gift ideas is pretty cool.
0: Now I like that they I like that they point out that the swag is one size fits all.
2: I like that. Yes. <laughs> let me let me put unless you drink up. a
1: lot of beer, then it might be a little bit small for you. Well, yeah, it's a refillable size.
2: Matt Mullenweg sure. in, in the state of the word brought up how many how many camps are scheduled for this year total? Mm. It's, it's just a some obscene, obscene number, right? Yep. Well, th- oh. This weekend, from August 18th through August 25th, there is a total of six Word camps worldwide. That's crazy. you have got Portland, Grand Rapids, Montreal, Al- Albuquerque, Chicago, and Sao Paulo in Brazil. That's bonkers, man. In in what? In seven days, in a full week, you've got six different word camps. I'm I'm really digging this.
0: I mean I'm it's cool. I, I that was the that was a fun part of the I'm sure we'll end up talking a little bit about San Francisco 'cause now yeah. now Dre that we have somebody else who was there with us. I mean it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> a well,
1: relief. I was there in spirit,
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> crazy wackiness for
1: well, last... yeah speaking of word camps and this may be a bit shameless plug for the one i help organize the word camp philly we, we launched our new design um oh. so and i know we have drew here and and he's very responsible for 2012 so don't don't go too heavy on the <laughs> on any little mistakes we're still cleaning it up i swear um but i'm pretty happy with it like it's cool we're doing this whole halloween theme so check out uh, uh word and take a look at it i think it's Pretty unique as far as WordCamp sites have, that I've seen.
0: I'm guessing that just redirects over to the WordCamp.org site. That
1: does. Yeah. And so is WordCamp Philadelphia. We like to cover our bases.
0: Oh, you got it. You got all the, all the ones. I, I like I like the soon button with the soon.
1: <laughs> I like. I
2: like the featured speaker. That's hot.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And we actually have. Oh, well, it just happens to be a picture of me. So no, but it's um. It's cool because it's random, just grabs a random speaker. We only have the organizers in there as speakers right now, so there's not a big Fair pool to, to grab from, but it, obviously it will fill out over time. Yeah. And it, yeah. uh, it changes every day. And then we also have the same thing for sponsors. So once we get some sponsors rolling in, um, that middle widget area will do the same thing for uh, uh, feature sponsors. So a little bit more of a CMS-style layout, uh, which is similar to uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we could probably talk about that whole style thing
0: well that sounds like a perfect
2: segue i mean it's not I'm pretty right amazing now, at segues
1: sounds- if you can't tell I'm well, uh,
2: awesome. <laughs> good. i thought i was keynote, and how come you're the featured speaker what the hell's going on here <laughs> wait how'd he get
0: keynote i don't know i'm
2: just making this up as we go oh, okay. so
0: all right so so drew i, I really uh i don't know if, I, th- I think i got a chance to tell you afterwards that i think a lot of people really enjoyed your your talk at uh, san francisco um talking about how w- how not to put together a default wordpress theme Mm um uh man so so i've been seeing a lot of activity on track like it it seems like it's getting pretty close Um, yeah it seems like the maybe ever since dev day it seems like there's a lot more activity on on 2012 than in the weeks prior is that is that true or is that just my maybe i'm paying more attention now
4: no definitely definitely true and i'd say you know it's kind of just checking the boxes right now i mean Mm. if someone wanted to go ahead and use it it's it's Pretty well complete. I mean, there'll be some uh, new features in 3.5 that uh, hopefully that we'll take advantage that we'll be able to take advantage of in 2012 that might not be available yet. But uh, for the most part, the design and the layout and a lot of bugs have been fixed, so it's, it's pretty it's pretty ready to go.
1: So, so for like listeners that aren't familiar with 2012, how would you kind of compare it, especially to the previous you know like 2010, 2011? Because it, it, it seems like and sounds like and looks like. 2012 is taking a bit of a different approach to the default theme. It's not your standard, typical. It could be, it's not, but out of the box, it doesn't seem like it's your standard, typical blog layout. Um, so maybe you can explain what is the major differences between 2012 from what we see in the past.
4: Well, I mean, Matt was pretty open with uh, the brief as far as like where we we're going to go in a design direction. It wasn't like, you know, we really like this in 2010 and we really like this in 2011. I mean, there were some very rough um, items laid out by the core team that they thought were important, and we managed to hit just about all of those. But a lot of them weren't specific to design. They were just more like, oh, we don't want this feature that we found was kind of annoying with 2011. Um, I don't have the specific posts in front of me right now, but uh, I think you guys may remember when uh, it was either, maybe it was Jane who had posted a, an overview of things. It was that Jane. Mean. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it was pretty, you know, open, and uh, that was one of the first questions that I basically posed to Matt and the core team was, you know, do we want to make this look like a CMS or do we want to make it, you know, the traditional look like a blog? And uh, mm-hmm. there was definitely uh, people wanted it to feel more like a CMS, and and uh, hopefully we're going to get the front page displays option improved to mm-hmm. um, and integrated into the customizer, so. Uh, so all in all, it was it was kind of like do whatever you want, and but obviously it's a default theme, so it needed. We wanted to keep it really clean, simple, great typography, readable, those types of things. So uh, that was kind of the focus for me. It wasn't necessarily like I'm going to make some, do some crazy design mm-hmm. stunts here. It was more stick to the basics, uh, use stuff that is current, um, and Emerging web technologies and things like web fonts and and making sure that we're kind of trying to push the boundaries a little bit and show that WordPress is is with the times, uh, responsive design things like that. So uh, that was so that was that was the focus.
2: There there was a big release this year of WordPress and I, and I noticed even looking at the post that uh, Jane put out with kind of high level got guidance as to where maybe this would be going was was pushed out December of uh, last year. Now. We are sitting with a theme here called 2012. Uh, We're in 2012, there should, there's some kind of relationship there, I'm sure. But now we're pushing towards the end of Q3 here in 2012. I mean, what's that relationship look like in moving forward in terms of having a default theme yearly, maybe having a default theme that relates to that current year? Is that something that, uh, is that just kind of a loose maybe relationship or is there going to be maybe a push into having them coincide in the future?
4: Well, I'd say those are good questions, but I'm not the guy to necessarily answer that. Uh, I know that we did get a little behind. Obviously, we wanted to release it with 3.4, but we didn't quite make it. Quite truthfully, I felt like if we launched it with 3.4, it would have been rushed and it would have been sloppy. So that's why we decided to push it. But as far as the future of the default theme and how that's going to work out with scheduling, I'm not sure what the plan is there. I mean, obviously, it's going to be ready and released within the year 2012, but it might mm-hmm. be towards the end of 2012. So uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll release 2013 in the first quarter next year. So
1: it, I say I, I hope now been, that we re- rename it to 2012-ish.
2: Is that well, <laughs> 2012-ish works. And oh, it, that'd be actually
1: a great name <laughs> for a child theme.
2: I, I like it. 2012-ish. Cool. Yeah, it's a great child theme name. And Was that a subtle hint there that I caught, Drew, that's – Sometime in 2012, later this year, maybe a month. Can can you th- can you throw a dog a bone here, brother? Well,
4: I don't know. I honestly don't know what the uh, what the plan is as far as when it will be released with a WordPress version. But I do know that uh, it should be. The plan is to put it on the in the theme repository first, not awesome. necessarily before it even necessarily is in real uh, stable WordPress version. So. Uh That's the plan, as far as I know, but I haven't been privy to a lot of that discussion, so I would be. I'm not. I'm not qualified to necessarily say
2: any more no, than fair enough. No, fair enough. By all means, we want answers. Yeah, we don't want yeah, <laughs> to get you elbowed and yelled at either, right? Yeah, um yeah. So let's let's get back to the theme then for a second. I'll I'll quit trying to sidetrack us and uh just you know throw throw you for a loop here. Shut up, Ryan. I saw you throw your hands up. Here, but, um, <laughs> Listen, so 2010 was awesome for me, I mean, personally, in terms of being able to make child themes and and stuff off of so robust, so quick to kind of be able to, to build off of it, right? And 2011, for me, personally changed that. It got a little heavy for me, a little clunky, a little bit more challenging to kind of work off of. How do you feel that this kind of fits into that whole uh, child theme world? Is it going to be something that people you think will embrace in terms of being able to theme off of and, and so on? Well, I hope
4: so. I mean, it was the intention of the design is to keep it flexible and usable across all kinds of different sites. So it would be, to me, I feel like you could grab this theme and child theme it quickly and easily for all kinds of different purposes. And that was the intention with the design. So... Uh, it wasn't modeled after 2011 or 2010. It was more modeled after just uh, making something simple, clean, that's flexible and could be used in that people could use across a lot of different sites. And that, that was the goal. And uh, I, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. And, and I hope other people uh, end up enjoying it and, and child theming it and doing all that fun stuff. But we'll have to, that remains to be seen, I guess.
1: You know what's funny about the the default themes? I've always I I like I'm just Dre. I love 2010. We do it. We've built a lot of sites. Art. My company sites built on 2010. We love it. It's a cool. It's a, it's a framework, but it's a very lean framework. Very very uh, simplistic. Um, I I always kind of compare these default themes, the, the latest ones, to like Windows. So like 2010 is kind of like XP, and 2011 <laughs> is kind of like Vista. Right? Like, hey, uh, I don't know if I want to run that. You know, and it's like. So I'm really hoping that this theme ends up being the the Windows Seven of the WordPress world's <laughs> default themes. You know, like it's oh boy. it's shaping up to be that way, and it's pretty awesome. I haven't really dove into the code in depth to see how everything's structured, but um, on the face of everything, I mean, it looks it looks great. So I'm excited, and the responsiveness of it. I don't know if you guys have actually tried this yet, but you know, size down the the uh, uh, the default theme, size it down, and just watch how it reacts. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm pretty beautiful the menu collapses into a show navigation button everything just fits and looks good yeah which is exciting so it's a great base for a nice responsive theme so i'm excited about 2012
0: i i think the uh i'm excited just with simple changes like 2012 having the option for or having a very well built non-blog front page because like I mean Brad, I don't I don't think another theme like twenty ten could be made because it would always be held up to and since twenty ten has the history, I don't think a, a, a framework theme for the default theme is probably gonna happen again. Like I'm I think I'm like it's gonna be interesting to see maybe a couple more default themes in what they start looking like, you know, as they kind of come Maybe different directions. I mean, I I don't know. Who knows? I mean, you know, it'll
1: be. I love the idea that going to twenty twelve, like mix it up. You know, we've done the blog. All right, Right. blog's cool, whatever. Blog, blog, blog. That's all we've ever done. So now they're kind of going a different route, right? I mean, if you just look at the default theme, I mean, it obviously has a bit of a CMS feel to it, a bit of a magazine style feel to it, and that's awesome to see that. You know, because it really, I would love to see like a default theme maybe the next year or two that is just crazy, like completely out of the box. Like, hey, this is. Forget what you know. This is what you could actually do, you know? Like, really just blow people's minds. And Brad,
0: Brad, we do have a request from Ian Stewart in the chat to not compare the default themes to Windows. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well,
1: maybe it's not the best comparison, but you know (laughs) know what I... You you, you get what I'm going after. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That was maybe a back-ass compliment for 2012. (laughs) I really um, hope it's like the Windows 7, which I love. I absolutely love Windows 7. And and after Vista, it was needed. Like, had Windows 7 flopped, it really, I think, would have hurt Microsoft severely. So, um, and, and not saying like 2011 was so terrible if this theme wasn't awesome. Well, it, a, it was following Definitely up. Definitely not at that scale. It was following up. It just up wasn't, as, yeah, it wasn't as widely adopted by people who build sites. You know, yes, I, I I played with it a little bit. We built a couple of sample child themes, but we never did anything for clients with it. We always said, look, let's use 20, 2010. We like it better.
2: Mm-hmm. Man, I'll tell And a those lot boots. of people have done that. I'll tell
1: mm-hmm. all those boots, Brad, because the shit is getting thick in here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta fire some sound effects so um i'm surprised we <laughs> haven't heard any that's all i think about that
0: so uh, they were talking about it in the chat room so i kind of want to jump to that point drew you have i think the best before wordpress story of anybody or the most badass one at least <laughs> <laughs> all right that was good brad that was
3: good whenever whenever.
0: I think we're gonna get the whole thing. It...
2: That, that's horrible. Where would he go? His screen just <laughs> went black. Yeah, I'm sorry, oh. where are we going with that?
0: He walked away from the whole show. Uh, no, of course you do. You you were. I am. I am the last person here to segue into talking about sports. So I will leave this to one of the more.
2: Uh, no, you just you just of, blew it up. Oh, one of the man. stronger
0: hosts here. I'm, I apologize. Let's, let's I would,
2: I would this mess it up so badly. How about a little bit more generically, Drew? I, I want to hear your story. How'd you get involved with in WordPress? Go. Where are you coming from? What's going on with you, buddy? Buddy, how did you get into this world of design and theme reviews and, and creating all this awesomeness?
4: So, believe it or not, so I actually wrote a blog post about this a few years ago, but. Uh, I was drafted by uh, the New York Giants in 2004 NFL Draft. Uh, I kind of bounced around the NFL. I was with five different teams. Um, I didn't really make a name for myself or even like play very much, but I kind of was there. and uh, So that was cool. And I, my career was shorter. It was only about three years. Um, so in uh, September of 2007, uh, I was pretty much done with my NFL career and... During my NFL career, so let me backtrack a little bit. Well, in the NFL, basically, you're really busy during the season. So basically, right now until January, it's just yeah. nonstop all the time, no breaks. But then during the off season, you have you're basically just working out, and you get a lot of free time. So I've always been a computer geek. Uh, during my free time, that's what i do, I'd you know, mess around with uh, WordPress, website design, and I just kind of stumbled on WordPress because it was easy to use and I was interested in building websites, so uh, kind of messed around there, got into it a little bit. When the career was over, we, uh, my wife Jennifer and I moved out here to Idaho uh, just kind of on a whim. We wanted to go someplace different, had a lot of outdoor activities and stuff we liked and um basically said we're going to start a business and the business we started was more like a brick and mortar marketing business and we were doing I'm not going to get into it too much but we I mean, if you if you're interested you can read the blog post uh on our website but uh basically we started in that and, and people kept asking me about doing websites and I'd done this as a hobby it was something I did for fun I didn't really want to do it as a job but people kept asking us for it so I said, you know what? It's extra money. Let's do it. So I started building WordPress websites uh, for just local businesses here in town, and then I mean, this is this was late 2007, and then most of 2008, and that's when like themes were starting to be something. Like you could start you start hearing about some of these early uh, commercial WordPress themes. Uh, I, I intentionally said commercial, not premium. There, thank you, um, sir. <laughs> we that started is. hearing about this stuff. And, and But there really wasn't that much out there. You know, there's a, there's a couple, I think, you know, Brian Gardner had, um, revolution out there and Chris Pearson was working on thesis and, but it was very much a, uh, a, uh, young market. And, um, we just decided to release a free theme and see how, it went, see how it went and it, and it ended up being really popular. And that's kind of how we ended up building the business we have today. And, um, we have, Myself and two full-time employees, and it's going great. And uh, check us out at the Theme Foundry. But that—that's kind of the story of how we got from how I got from the NFL to uh, to building WordPress themes. And it's basically a hobby turned into a job that I had been practicing as my hobby while I was still playing football. You know, kind of on the side.
0: That's
2: awesome. Yeah, two kind of two of my favorite things in the whole world, uh, <laughs> foot, foot football and WordPress. Like this is this is bonkers. I, I owe you like seven million beers. <laughs> it's gonna be delicious. No, that's that's a great story. Definitely an impactful story. What I mean, contrasting kind of uh, thing. But it, it's kind of neat to see that. Um, it doesn't matter who you are, or where you come from, or what you really do. Whether you know it's football or uh, military, or what have you? Um, you know, getting involved with with open source, with WordPress, with design, uh, and those type of things. Anybody can really get into it and do it. And it's really about mastering uh, those things and practicing and, and um, enjoying kind of what you do. So great, uh, great story. Very very cool stuff there.
1: <laughs> so go kind of going back to theme foundry since i mean you've been in it since like you said kind of towards the start when there were only a couple kind of names out there compared to today i mean it's about a four-year jump and it's a big jump as far as the wordpress spectrum and community and especially premium stuff uh wh- how would you kind of compare the theme marketplace from when you started which was obviously pretty new and fresh with people making money till now where it's like you know, theme stores are a dime a dozen. I mean, how do you compete with that? Or is it just because you made a name for yourself so early on that you're automatically kind of above all the starters?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think timing is a big part of it. we got in at a time when it was still new and there weren't, so we were able to establish our name a little bit more. Um, but that's not to say that if you were a new theme shop, you couldn't, uh, make a name for yourself. Now I do think there's a much more, there's a lot more people out there just trying to, uh, make a money grab. uh, Um, because they see the money in it but uh, things will eventually settle out because it's such a niche market Um, and the barriers to entry are really low so it's easy for uh, somebody to jump in and start selling themes but from a customer standpoint I think they start to figure out that you know they do a little bit of investigation and, and there's a difference between you know depending on what they want there's a difference between jumping in with someone who might be there for the next few months or somebody that has clearly been around for a while and is probably will stick around for a little bit longer. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think
0: that's I think that's probably. I mean, honestly, all of them jumping up to, you know, make a cash grab is just validation of the I don't know, the the opportunity that's out there for the theme shops that are willing to I guess dig in and and be a little bit more serious about it. I mean, every day there's something new popping up and they all tend to fade away in a couple months time once people realize how much work it is to make
4: good themes uh, and maintain good themes i mean sure. i think some, that's something that some people forget about i mean support not just support but actually updating your stuff when mm-hmm. there's new press versions and stuff i mean that for a lot of people especially if you're a small business and you just you know you're not you can't you're not necessarily making a big investment in your website at first uh, it's important to feel like you have a team behind you that's going to continue to update their stuff and, and keep it fresh and relevant and and yeah when you start getting a bunch of themes that turns into a lot of work.
1: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. and it's kind of like I always tell people like when you're looking at buying a product online a digital product whatever always go to the site and look to see if they have like an about page look to see if they have a page that shows who's behind this who is like show me a face. Yes. Show me a name. And you guys obviously have that um, on your site, in the Foundry, and you have a big name for yourselves. And I think that goes a long way. And a lot of those kind of show up overnight, you know, just looking to make a couple bucks, maybe even have some spam, you know, junk in the theme or just terribly coded themes Mm -hmm. don't have that. And it's a huge red flag for me. Like I will pretty much never buy a product online unless I know like who's behind it. Is there a face? You know, you guys have your faces, your Twitter accounts, your names. You know, it shows the team behind this. So I think that kind of speaks volumes about any company online, whether it's themes or WordPress related or not. So it's, it's very cool to see that.
3: Yeah, yeah the I review
1: the piece is important. Sorry
4: about that, Drew. I was just going to say, I think sometimes people, as far as like, you know, they get too caught up in the fact that it's a niche and forget about the fact that a business is a business and the things you're talking about, Brad, with, you know, being transparent to your customers and potential customers, I mean that's true about any business, especially an online business, and, and yeah. I think sometimes people can get caught up in the you know uh, the, the theme stuff and I think they have to be really specific to that, whereas just getting back to some of the basics of just any business is important um, to think about.
2: I got a question for you in terms of themes uh, there, there's and then this came up last week Ryan no no, no segue yet I know that's why you're smiling there, like that, that little cunning Ryan smile I'm picking on Ryan today um, we <laughs> had a discussion last week and in fact uh, Ryan Ryan talked to it a bit in his presentation in, in San Francisco in terms of uh, what's the what's the d mark here in terms of themes and plugins because sure. now we're starting to see a lot of op- options and and uh, uh, you know widgets and all these all this funky stuff coming into themes and then some theme stuff even going into plugins. What's your kind of take on it? Should there be some type of standards or where do we go from here?
4: Yeah. Well, I think sometimes it's helpful to think about it from the user's perspective
3: mm-hmm.
4: and, you know, what's easiest for the user um, and then think about it from that. So like when we're thinking about building a theme, we're thinking about delivering a solution to, to the, to the customer. Now we haven't got into any of these, uh, these advanced type functionality themes, but something to be said, depending on the market that you're going for, obviously, if you're talking about developers or uh, you might lean more towards the plugin side, but there's something to be said for delivering kind of a complete package that it's optimized to work together to an end user because they don't necessarily care about all that little stuff that we talk about and 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 get hung up on. They mm-hmm. all they care about is it works and they don't right. have to deal with it. You know? And that's I think sometimes that gets lost in this whole thing is that, you know, to the end user they want something that works mm-hmm. and serves the purpose that they need it for. And and that's what's important, not whether it's in a plug in or, you know, whether it's a theme with function not too much functionality in it or whatever. So, you know, for people are
2: well, building think, the I think that there's a challenge there in terms of the way that people interact with these things, though, right? So your end user may not be that, that, uh, that person that's going to be staying off and you're managing or sustaining that for them. They're going to have to be interacting in there, right? And and I think that they, because the major kind of pot of mush, if you will, when you have some stuff going in plugins, some t- stuff going in themes, and then the next site you log in, it's vice versa. And there's no real kind of separation. It's just kind of everywhere, and everything kind of acts different. And I think that, at the end of the day, makes it for a, a remarkably challenging uh, experience to the end user and, in turn, may actually affect what we see uh, as far as uh, sustaining users or the attrition rate uh, in WordPress because they don't know what the heck's going on. I think I'm getting more to that as to why don't we have some type of standards around what should go where, maybe.
4: Well, it's tough. I mean, think about what Brad was talking about, not to get back on Windows, but if you look at <laughs> Windows and uh no, no, we can go
0: back there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm let's go right
4: back. That. Let's the approach it. they've taken with, you know, uh, versus, say, macOS, you know, there's some trade-offs that you make when you make things more flexible. Um, controlling the whole system and making things just how you want them can sometimes make things easier, but it's kind of, you know, different people like different things. So uh, I would say, you know, WordPress has firmly established itself as a flexible, open-source solution. So I think first and foremost, that's kind of where it stands. But that doesn't mean that somebody can't build really polished, usable, functional product around WordPress that is totally integrated. It doesn't require the user to kind of uh, mash something together like you're talking about, Dre.
1: Various. I just like knowing the fact that the guy that builds my themes can also kick my ass. I don't know there's something <laughs> like comforting about that. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's just me, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm curious how how not to just totally ignore what you said there Brad even though I kind of are um no, I'm I'm curious. Yeah, you're good at it. <laughs> was the process of uh was there any sort of particularly enlightening thing that came from the process of working with the the core team on 2012 that maybe has um, kind of opened your eyes to something for your own themes? I mean, is was there any sort of that learning process that, that took over, or was it all... I'm, I'm curious to hear about that.
4: Yeah, so, to be honest, we there wasn't a lot of um, direct communication mm-hmm. uh, in the core team. Matt was kind of the liaison, so uh, Lance, Matt, and I would basically discuss things at Skype, and Matt would run it by the core team, mm-hmm. and uh, Nathan would hop in every once in a while, but uh, I think we were purposely kind of isolating ourselves so that there wasn't so much noise about because doing something like 2012, where it's a des- more of a design than necessarily like a, a feature, yeah, sometimes there can be that noise can be a bit overwhelming with you know when you're trying to get things done and actually make design decisions, you know. Sure. So, uh, it was more kind of global feedback from the core team, like you know, kind of those points that Dre linked to earlier. But here's some things, some guiding principles, and you know, if there's mm-hmm. something specific, it can be discussed. But uh, I wouldn't say, uh, and, and to be honest, I, I did most of the work I did was on the design side, so I was mm-hmm. dealing with more of the style sheets, and sure. and Lance and I would have some discussions about maybe improving some functionality here and there. But uh, I wasn't particularly responsible for the, you know, the, a lot of the template coding. So I can't say okay. that uh, it was a big influencer from that standpoint.
0: Uh, I think, I remember when they first came out, and I think everybody really enjoyed in your presentation kind of showing the sketches from early on in the process. I mean, was there, did, did was the did the vision kind of become clear pretty quick? I know sometimes when sketching out concepts, and I'm sure, uh, Dre, Brad, I don't know how much designing you do. Do you do much designing? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I mean sometimes you'll you'll sketch something out and it's like, well that's it. I know that that's what we want to do. Other times it can take a number of revisions. Was uh how, how long was that sort of initial brainstorming process?
4: That's kind of generally when I des- when I've designed thieves in the past I'll know about the project and we knew about the project ahead of time. So just mm-hmm. kind of mull in my head and and I'll sketch some things here and there, but I'll more just be thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. Um So, I had thought about this for almost two or three weeks before I even put that sketch down.
3: Gotcha.
4: And I was pretty sure the direction I wanted to head with it. So, the sketch kind of was just expressing that idea. And then uh, I was really gung ho about it. I felt strongly that it should stay simple. Mm -hmm. And that's the direction I wanted to head with it. And, you know, presented that to Matt. And he was on board with it. And we just went with it. So, I would definitely say it was one of those. You know, uh, we didn't do a lot of back and forth, like oh, maybe we should do this. It was more cool. We laid it out, and and it was uh, pretty well received. Awesome. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Has any uh, um, have either of you, Brad or Dre, played around with twenty twelve yet? I I kind of I got my, uh, a lot more time in on the, during the San Francisco Dev Day than I've uh, played around before, and and I'm actually really not that. I mean, I guess I could use it now. Uh, find an excuse to, to roll it out on a site somewhere, but I guess I'm holding off until the main release. Have you guys toyed with it at all?
2: Not recently, uh, but I do have a site that it uh, is going to go on here very soon. Oh, nice. Oh.
1: hmm Yeah, I, uh, I did, uh, well, I played with it prior to, well, it was 3.4 uh, before it got pulled, um, and then I, when it got put back into Trunk, I updated and played with it again, which was, I don't know, a few weeks ago, maybe a month now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like I said, I haven't had time to like go through the code and see how it's all set up and how we can kind of extend it. But from the, uh, the, uh, admin side of WordPress, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's, it's uh, non-intrusive. I mean, there's not really a lot of options that I saw anyways. It's not like this massive option screen, which sure. I kind of expected there not to be. Right. Right. Um, Good. <laughs> you know, so it was cool though. So I didn't, I didn't know how all the different things work. Like obviously if you go to the 2012, 2012 demo. Um, the homepage is is very slick. Um, you know, very kind of not super CMSy, but obviously different. It's not a blog layout; it's a page, right? So um, it's cool. So I'm interested to see how you set something like this up because I didn't get that far into my testing yet. Yeah. So one
4: cool little tidbit regarding the homepage. So one of the things I had in my original HTML part of it was on that recent post widgets with was the date, mm-hmm. and I found the to the design together. So I think we're going to get uh, that added. I know it's just a small little feature, but we're going to, that'll be a addition to the recent, the ability to include oh, the, nice. in the recent post widget. So, and it's already pre-styled with this theme. It's just right now, it's kind of an empty spot down there while we're waiting for it to get implemented. So.
1: Cool. I, that's, so now you get. Do you get to select the images that go with the default theme? Because I've always been a little bit envious. I know Matt. I think had a hand in the last couple because um, he takes a lot of pictures, obviously. And so some of the images are pretty cool. But they're they're almost, especially in the WordPress community, they're kind of iconic at this point. Like like the you know the sure. the row that you're walking down in 20, uh, 2010, Like you're you're kind of used to seeing that on a fresh install. So are the pictures that we see here are these pictures that you chose? And will these actually be the ones that ship with with the uh, with the default theme, is it right? The
4: well, not on the this that you're seeing on the site, but the thumbnail will be the one that ships with it most likely. Um, that's one of Matt's pictures that I just kind of cropped and and did up for the for the site, but um, that was kind of on me to just choose one. Lance had actually nice. thrown temporarily for uh, back when it was in trunk before, just to get something in there. Um, we were always planning to update it. And uh, I just did a few weeks ago, uh, just before. <laughs> ago, and Lance was actually giving me a hard time to hurry up with it. I said, Lance, this is important that I take the time. <laughs> yes. You're good image. To use this
0: is going to be all over the place.
2: Yeah, Lance, uh, Lance Willett and Ian Stewart here talking all, in IRC talking about that. There's no images. They're all from Matt's library. Um, short of the screenshot, uh, you, you, what you see is what you get. There's so very, very good stuff.
4: Well, yeah, wait. that screenshot is from his library too. Nice. Just awesome. Just cropped up a little bit.
0: And one thing that I think uh, I think I briefly got into a discussion with uh, some of the theme team uh, people about this in San Francisco. This will be the first default theme that doesn't have a default header image, like the featured image in the in the demo. And I'm sure in the you know org theme preview and all that is there. But when you actually activate it, different than the previous themes, that's not going to be where it is. Um, which is sort of an interesting thing to think about because here I, I that's a featured image spot right that the puts those above posts or puts the images above the post so I mean right. just a kind of a it'll be an interesting change because we, you know it's it's there but it won't be we we probably won't see the same exact
4: image on you know thousands of sites again yeah and I think that was one of the i think that was in the list right mm-hmm. I think so. so yeah so it was kind of a I think the team in general was ready to move on from that feature, mm-hmm. so that's that, that's that was. But yeah, you're right. It will be interesting to kind of see WordPress default sites move forward from that or move on from that,
0: kind of break out of that idea or that. Uh, it's not really a restriction, but it was sort of a. Uh, now I'm distracted because I'm just resizing my browser and playing with the, the responsiveness. That that'll you can lose a few minutes on that. Or an afternoon. Uh, cool. So, I wanted, we've got tons more stuff I want to talk about, but I do want to take a quick break to thank today's sponsor, Event Espresso, uh, as we do. Uh, they're supportive of the show, and we really appreciate it. Event Espresso, of course, is a, as Drew would say, commercial plug-in, uh, which is a word I like to use. And they are pretty much the... The, the go-to ticketing and event registration management plugin for WordPress. Um, I was actually just looking because uh, just in the, in the last few days, they pushed out an update, and I like one of the new features. It is a, uh, an auto-complete search tool for events that's a short code that you can drop into your site. And so it auto-completes and displays the events automatically, like as the person types, which is just it's kind of it's a really neat feature to have built in. Um, but there's lots of other stuff, too. Uh, in Event Espresso, um, to to check out. If you use the discount code WPcandy, you'll save twenty five dollars on your purchase, uh, which I recommend you do because honestly, I mean, it integrates with pretty much everything out there in terms of doing event registration on a website, um, and uh, it's pretty much the thing to go to if you are building a site that requires that kind of stuff. So do check them out and show your support of Event Espresso because we love them here.
2: We sure do, eventespresso.com. Sure
0: do. Oh, there we go. Actually, I didn't check. Okay. Yeah.
2: Eventespresso.com. Thank you, sir. Yes. So, we, you know, it's funny. We, we talked a bit about reviewing um, sketches, and it, it kind of ties into what uh, we're going to go into next there. Please. Discuss, discussing the .org plug oh, review.
0: So this stuff, is, this stuff is like brand piping hot new because it happened, it happened I feel like in the last 22 Hot. hours
1: yeah uh it so happened I, in like well it started in the last 22 hours but basically the conversation happened yes. in the last couple hours mm-hmm.
0: I was actually afraid I was, we were messaging uh like around seven o'clock you know an hour before the show started I said guys I think they might cut into our time <laughs> I think if people are watching this google hangout happen we might not you know we're gonna be competing with a, a really interesting dot org discussion Uh, It's com was spurned and started due to a discussion on Twitter last night about a plugin review team. It's not a new discussion. It's been going for a while, Uh, but it really kind of picked up steam, and uh, I think uh, Otto just rolled out a a blog, or a a P2 blog, and uh, then they held a discussion on Google Hangouts. The video is now posted on that site. Uh, Don't go watch it now, of course, if you're in the chat listening live. That would be just mean. If we if we lost everybody to for them to go watch a, a you know eighty minute uh, plug in discussion, but it was pretty interesting. Did um did you guys catch any of that?
2: Caught uh, bits here and there. It Was kind of cool to uh, see the the forty plus people that were in there. It seemed like a lot of folks. Obviously not that many folks, but they had, there was a lot of people actually in in the uh, the hangout. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it didn't carry over into uh, our uh, our weekly business here at WP Late Night because Otto was in the house. Auto was hosting, and that means that we would have automatically been uh, uh, put to the side. Everybody would have been watching them over there. But really interesting discussion in terms of uh, where, where and how people kind of interact with, with the, uh, the plugin repository and how that might look going forward. Uh, you know, we have talked over the, the last few weeks in terms of some of the strides that they've made to improve their um, and uh, different, you know, subtle changes that we've seen that have proved, improved usability and kind of some of the, the oversight that they're, they're, um, uh, they're trying to implement there. And they are trying to make things better and I think that that all kind of stems into this, right? Let's have the right discussions with the right folks mm-hmm. uh, to see what decisions need to be made to, to fix some of the, the, the problems that are occurring and that, are, that are evident, right, um, yeah. and that need to, be, need to be addressed. So I think they're doing a really good job of getting folks together.
1: I think that I watched about maybe 15 minutes of this. I literally caught wind when auto-tweeted it. Um, yeah. I, didn't, I missed the entire Twitter conversation I had before. I was actually at a WordPress meetup, so I missed it. That's the one um,
0: acceptable excuse for missing
3: it, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I had a good excuse right? it. was a WordPress meetup, so <laughs> it's cool. Um, yeah. But I would have liked to have been a part of it. But I did catch some of it, and I, and I got some tweets and stuff because they're posted here on this site. Um, I, this is a challenge because, like, obviously themes and Drew, you're, you're familiar with that. The themes have had a review team for a while now, um, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's a very clear on what themes can and can't do at this point. And they have some nice that nice theme checker plugin that checks a lot of the, the uh, different things, elements of your theme to make sure they're done correctly and using the right methods and whatever. Uh, but on plugins, it's hard to it's 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 not that easy, right? Because a plugin can hey. do a lot of different things. It could oh, do yeah. anything and everything if it wants, you know. So it's like, how do you what are you reviewing? Are you reviewing yeah. the code or are you reviewing the use case or are you reviewing who did it? You know, it's 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 hard, man. Like if they it's going to there's a very fine line between having a good plugin review team and turning it into the Apple App Store. And I think that's the challenge of figuring out that that nice medium between the two. You don't want this kind of like app store review where almost everything gets rejected, nothing passes. Sure.
3: Well, and you need this on, level
1: man. of uh, of entry to to have a plugin release that's so
2: high that nobody can even release plug plugin. And um, I think it extends beyond that, bro. It I mean, it's, it's, it's a resource problem as well. And forgive me for interrupting, though, but sure. you, you may have a plugin that's got two files in it and I don't know, 10 lines of code. Awesome. Does what it's supposed to do. Very easy to review. But now you've got one with hundreds of files and thousands and thousands of lines of code. That's not as simple as running it through theme check. Right. And not to say that the theme review process isn't brilliant. I've been a big proponent of that. Um, Emil's actually one of the senior guys in there. He's here in the chat. Uh, great to see what they've done there. And as far as process and oversight to ensure that we're minimizing risks and problems for end users in the free uh, theme repository. Great. Not as simple a task to accomplish uh, from a plug-in perspective when you get into the sheer amount of code that you're going to have to go through to make sure uh, that you're doing the same thing.
1: I mean, the, yeah, I mean I, when I got it, when I first got into plugins, like one of my first plugins I actually ever made, and I never released it just for fun, was I modified Hello Dolly and changed up the lyrics, you know, and this was years ago, but that was exciting to me. Like, I didn't release it, but I just did it on my own. I was like, oh, that's right. cool. And then I changed the plugin name to say Brad. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, it <laughs> says my name in the admin. I was just so excited. And I did release a plugin um, where you could basically, uh, uh, the, you could preview themes. What
3: did, I don't even remember
1: what that plugin was. Uh, you could must something a do one. with reviewing themes. Yeah, it must have been really a memorable moment <laughs> in my life. But uh, <laughs> it was the first one I actually released on dot org, right? And there were a lot of problems with it. Looking back, like I didn't do a lot of things right, but I released sure. it and I got excited, and that's what really got me into plugin development and really enjoying it and taking my company kind of the direction that we went. So, however, mm-hmm. looking back, if there was this, you know, really hard wall of a of a plugin review team, they would have kicked that back and be like, "No, you're doing it wrong. You suck." Blah blah blah. So and I'm not saying there isn't room for that. There definitely needs to be somebody kind of overlooking it. But Dre's got a great point bandwidth. Like, how do you how do you review that? There's over 20,000 plugins, right? And then there's new updates every day. So not only do you do the initial review, but then are you going to review every single update? Oh, I that's know great. What if they changed 50 files in that update. That's almost like a that's pretty not, much yes. a brand new plugin you have to review. Yeah, it.
2: exactly. I mean, heck, even if we get 20, 30 volunteers that are that are able to do that and we automate tools for them to get into that, you're still going to have to have that human inter- I- right. interaction, make sure it's legit. I mean, how do you get resources around that, right? Yep. So it's it's a bigger problem than i than we know how to handle, I think, uh, or Auto and and the team that's been really trying to make things better and they honestly have uh, I think they would have had a solution already, right? Well, I think that's, that's so simple.
0: What, what I'm what I'm really interested in um, is not so much on the review side of it because, I mean, theme review you're reviewed to be in. We're sort of talking about two different kinds of review. One is to get into the directory, which there is no review to get in. Most of the most of the plugins that get into the directory the first time are empty files. Like you, know, you submit your stuff and your first check in is probably nothing, and then you start adding the plugin to it. Um, I can't imagine that initial. Thing being a review for for quality, security, whatever. Uh, it seems like most of the conversation go uh, right now is around sort of uh, vetted plugins or sort of stamp of approval type plugins, which you know brings up a lot of other questions. I I get less excited by that than I do some of the the user review updates that Matt talked about in the the state of the word things about making the reviews um, you know more more I suppose sophisticated than star ratings. You know, having more of an Amazon kind of review system that. Um, people can, you know, leave that. The people can, uh, or that the, the plugin owner can respond to. That maybe they can update their review and leave a better star rating. You know, after it's been been changed. Uh, just, a, I think that kind of stuff will probably give us possibly a a more scalable solution for kind of figuring out what the good plugins are. Rather than saying, be,
1: well, there's there's two sides, and the part of the conversation I caught addressed this because there's the, the review side, like yeah, which one's good, which one works, but the, does that mean they're doing it right? No, yep. it means it works. It doesn't mean they're doing it right. It means you could go in there and nothing's sanitized, nothing's escaped. There's no nuns you, You know, it's hey, like it'll work. sure it yeah. works. However, I could hack it in a heartbeat, right? So there's a, definitely a difference between does it work and is it done the right way? Is it using the proper methods? Mm-hmm. If it uses the proper methods. It should not break when you upgrade WordPress. It should work across multi-site. You know, it shouldn't. All these little things that people worry about shouldn't be an issue if they do it right from the start. Uh, I get what you're saying, Ryan. I totally get that. Like you're right. You know, there is cool. Like, hey, this works for me. It's great. And if enough people say that, then yeah, it's probably a pretty solid plugin from the usability standpoint. But does that mean they did it right? Is it secure? Is it something that's going to get hacked or not? And and
2: that's, that's always been kind of a scary, scary thing in my mind. It's, it's like, all right. How how quickly can we get to the stuff that may be insecure, may be causing problems for for a large audience that's being hosted right there in in, in the in the repository? Now they do a good job of kind of reviewing and checking for really bad bad stuff, right? I uh, know that they're starting to limit spammers now by actually a, 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 I think you have to upload a, a zip a full zip file to to get uh, a plugin up into the yep, repository. Yep, now yep. at least to initiate the, the the whole thing. But how do you how do you minimize uh, ads and other crazy stuff that might be attached to those uh, those plugins uh, at least quickly enough so that it's not deployed to someone's environment um, and, and causes th- those type of inherent security problems. So
4: I didn't follow this discussion very much. so I may have this idea might have already been talked about, but you know, to me, at the base level, with all these plugins, and the, the huge amounts of plugins, you know, one of the things you don't want to do, like Brad talked about, is discourage people. So right. I think if you have a base. There's some kind of base level of, of filter, like you're not doing, you're clearly not doing really bad stuff,
3: mm-hmm. you
4: know, and so that maybe we, that can be automated somehow. And then you kind of let the marketplace, well, not marketplace, or the see how the the uptick is on the on the plugin. So uh, once plugins get really popular, then maybe there's a process in place to uh, bring in uh, part of the uh, a plugin review team, and they work with the author. Sure. And, if, and if the author's not available, maybe they take over the plugin. So let the popularity of the plugins dictate the level of involvement, you know, mm-hmm. because nobody has the resources to spread across all, or thousands and thousands of plugins. Right. But the real concern is plugins that get popular, that are poorly written, that are easily, easily exploited. So why not, you know, attack it from that angle and say, we're going to have a basically a plugin review team that is uh, reviews popular plugins. You know, once your plugin gets to a certain level of popularity, they're going to take a look at it and talk to you about it and see what we can do to make it
1: better. I think, that yeah, makes- maybe you could even vet around authors too. So, if you know a certain author, there's obviously a lot of plugin authors that have a big name in the community. Sure, um, they have some really large plugins, and people know and trust them. We all do. Auto has a, some amazing plugins, and if his name's on it, sure. I don't think twice. I use it. I know it's going to be good. You know, so maybe at a certain point where you have a lot of plugins, they've all been vetted, they've been reviewed, and at a certain, you know, at some point they say, "Look, you're good to go. We don't have to keep eyeing every single release that you do. We know that you're, you know, what you're doing, right?" So right. Um, maybe there's some way they can kind of flag people like that too. It's it's definitely a tough nut to crack. You know, it's it's hard because plugins can do everything and anything or nothing. Like they just do. I mean, there's so many. Stupid plugins that do like one line of code, and then there's so many plugins that do like e-commerce, and it's like a bazillion lines. Like you know, there's just the range of plugins in the repository is 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 amazing, is crazy. Like when you actually right. look at it, so finding something that fits everything is going to be really, really hard.
0: I think I think I'd be interested. I mean, I think an important part to this puzzle, and this is again, I I only saw probably about 40 minutes of the discussion. I came in about halfway through, so. I don't know all of. I haven't watched the video because then I wouldn't be on the show right now. <laughs> if I was Somewhere else watching, it wouldn't be happening. Uh, but I think an important part, piece of this discussion will needs to be finding out how users, because this is really what we're talking about. I mean, uh, those who are sort of a part of the community, and and I heard it I, earlier. It was referred to during that that Google Hangout as sort of in the know people, which I don't know exactly what that means, but we'll use it for now. Uh, those people know how to find people making good plugins. That's kind of, it's it's a skill you develop, but I'd be interested to see almost like a user testing type thing for how people are discovering plugins and where they go and how they evaluate them. Like the way that the the UI blog has been posting these like really fascinating videos lately showing people actually using the dashboard and talking their way through it. I think seeing somebody use WordPress.org to find, let's say a plugin to add like a Facebook social button to their site. What does that look like? What is their thinking process like when they type in stuff and they look at a plugin page? What are they looking for? What are they thinking about? How do they, you know, try things out and find the best one for them? I think that would – because really that's the problem. That's that's the the pain point is how do we help people find the good stuff? Uh, and I'd be interested in seeing some of that. Maybe that's, you know – Something that can be looked into as part of this whole.
1: You know, I think what's what the coolest thing about this whole story and and what they've done is that there's a uh, there's a uh, there's communication, there's a conversation going on, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just you know the WordPress.org you know uh, leaders or whatever kind of saying this is what's going to happen and you're going to buy. It. They're talking to people, they're talking to the community, they're talking to very prominent plugin authors. If you watch the video, it's you know the you can pretty much if you do plugins or you're. You're in the WordPress community, pretty much recognize everybody on that video. Um, so it's cool. You know, it's they're it's talking like, hey, what can we do here? Because they know it's a tough challenge. So reach out to the community. I love seeing that because in, in years past, it hasn't been as transparent as that. Um, and I like seeing the direction that's going like, hey, there's a problem we need to solve. Let's talk about it and figure out the best solution. And I'm, I, I hope to see that around more things in the WordPress community. So hats off to, to Mr. Otto for organizing that.
0: Yep. That is a blog to to watch. So, let's see. Anybody update their iPhone app? Yes. WordPress
2: for iOS to 3.1. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes. And I have not yet. Mm. And 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 I have not used it, but I did update. <laughs> so did you at yeah. least play with it? You no, no, it? no. No, I've um, reached <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, so what, what this tells asked, me i updated i updated exactly
0: huh? that's what this tells me is that that little red badge is really effective at getting people to update
1: <laughs> he has like, to, he, 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 this guy's mr security so if he doesn't update it's then true. he's, he's got to his own dog food right he's got update doesn't mean he has to use it but he has to instant
2: release comes out and i you know what i figure if i blow it up and it's non-usable, and the site is dead, or the program is dead, it's about as secure as it gets, right? I mean, you Absolutely. can't do much with it. Um, so, no, no, I, I updated it uh, when it came out, and I haven't... Uh, have you seen how often I, I write posts? I mean, like, <laughs> once every couple months, Fair if, enough. if we're lucky, so... Sure.
0: No, I understand. Yeah. I was just curious. It was just a question.
2: Uh, uh, I, I, oh,
1: the uh, well Matt in the keynote, he had a lot of the screenshots and was talking about the update, how it was a major update, and it obviously is. I don't have iOS anymore, so I'm all Android. That's what I, that's how I roll. Okay. I just support the open concept of everything. So um, but for you those of you that oh, like cool. the closed platform and not oh. having control over your own device, I see. How then it it is. you probably have updated and checked out this. <laughs> it looks cool, that's man. I mean, from an outsider looking at screenshots, it looks pretty cool. I was talking to some people at the meetup last night that I mentioned um that had updated um they said pretty much before this update and i was surprised to hear this they said it was kind of useless which i didn't really
3: hmm.
1: think i hadn't heard that before from people saying the ios app for was useless but they thought it was and after the update they said it's 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 amazingly better it's it was that big of a change and it sounds like it's one of the biggest ones they've done since the launch of it right so
0: hmm.
1: um it sounds pretty exciting I, I, I mean, I know they are utilizing some of the new XML RPC updates in 3.4. Oh yes, because, uh Mr. Max Cutler was at the um, uh, meet up last night, and he was uh, one of the main um, developers for those updates. Mm-hmm. But they also have to provide backward support. So, it, you know, if you don't have if your if your site's not running 3.4, then it's not going to blow up. Um, but if it is, I think it's utilizing some of those some of those new XML RPC features
2: so for me one of the most uh, uh interesting kind of areas of that update is is the post formats being that um, on my site which i will eventually uh, put some content through my uh phone on onto the site will will use uh, uh, post formats so that's Pretty cool. I want to check that out. What I want to see is—is is, uh, for me, I, I've got to figure out a way to better integrate that into the other areas that I share my content. So we've talked about this past where I want to kind of maintain images and that type of fun stuff. All the, co- the different types of content that I, that I post to my site, I want to maintain it on the site and then push it out to the, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, and stuff from this. I have to do a better job of researching that and finding ways to go right through my phone, use post formats, and then push out all my content to wherever I want to go. Now. Question uh, that was uh, that came up here in speak, speak cast, Uh Chris Lima asked, "Has stats worked for anyone in the new iPhone app?" So I haven't personally used it yet. So if you have, I'd love to hear if how the stats uh, piece is working for you.
0: Uh, well, I haven't looked at it, but let me pull it up here, and I'll let them know. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's interesting that that people say that it was useless before because I didn't find it useless. I, uh, the the best use that the, the old app had was just. Um, approving comments and yeah, pretty much comments. That was the number one. It was basically my WordPress comments app. Uh yeah. I did uh, it, it, post from it uh, usually from the iPad here or there, just mostly as an experiment to see how it would work. Um, and it, and some of the the updates had had made it pretty good at that actually. Um, for for basic stuff usually like live blogging or something like that. Um, let me see here. I'll, I'll let them know I guess once the stats pop. I'm I'm really a fan. I I like the update a lot. I think it's pretty neat. And. Stats, so seems seems to work. I don't know. So let him know it seems to work.
1: <laughs> it's official. Ryan said it <laughs> seems to work. Well, if he's asking yeah.
0: personally, us, if you know, what we think honestly, the the feedback if you go onto the the WordPress or the iOS blog is uh, pretty unanimous, unanimously uh, in what's the word approval, in approval unanimously approving of the update is uh, as, as yeah is as a, as a pretty great update upgrade across the board i don't I don't know if uh, just for for um person who asked about the stats thing maybe like my blog that I was testing it with is a wordpress dot com blog maybe that matters I don't know I've
3: well, um, got a
2: couple of folks in there she's saying yeah I know so who who knows i i don't I don't know i will uh nobody well, knows nobody says it works do. on Android, so ha so go buy a new phone and we are good to go. It all comes really down to how pretty it is for you to be able to interact with it. Uh, and these days, there's been a lot of brainstorming going on uh, mm-hmm. in terms of what we want to see uh, uh, for, from a UI perspective. Various areas. Now, I know Dev Day here at Work San, Di- uh, San Francisco, I was going to say San Diego, um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of discussion uh, and uh, some brainstorming that went on in terms of UI. And some sketches were put together and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, in terms of the the help and screen options tabs, I don't know. Have you guys checked that out for the admin area?
1: Yes, I love. I, I gotta sketches. say, I think Drew's sketches are a little bit cleaner than these sketches. <laughs> 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 Drew, you sketch better, man.
0: <laughs> you have you have Brad's uh, sketch of approval. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Yes, your,
0: I'm
3: uh, honestly a little bit embarrassed bigger. by these my are... sketches.
1: So.
0: Oh come on,
3: they're
2: awesome. Yeah the the inaugural Brad patch. Or badge even, uh, for sketching uh, goes to Drew. This is legit. man,
1: <laughs> you know what? Twenty twelve comes out, throw those sketches up on eBay, revenue source. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> I think
4: uh,
2: you you know, on the original. uh Maybe. what about Maybe. the original?
4: Yeah. I'll, I'll put up the original, signed
2: or something. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Chelsea she's gonna she's gonna beat you up, Brent. Awesome. She's gonna hate. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, so, hey, sketches are cool. I've had client, cool. Potential, well, clients, potential clients come up with a napkin of sketches before that they scan. So oh, okay. I've certainly seen worse, but it's cool. Like I said, I love seeing visuals. So the fact that there are visuals yes. uh, is a, pl- a plus in my book. So the- very cool to see visuals because it always helps the conversation go more so than trying to describe what's in your head.
2: And that's, I think, what Chelsea was doing here on the, on the Make uh, WordPress UI blog, which yep. uh, you posted there, Brad, and we'll have in the show notes. There's been, uh, a, well, there, there's some very noticeable issues or maybe some uh, downfalls, problems to uh, the help and screen options tabs in the admin area. Uh, and there are a few problems that she listed out. Well, along with their sketches, which, which kind of give you that visual in terms of how, how they may, uh, may look in the future, or how, what we may progress towards, right? Uh, most users don't even know that they're there. I don't. I, I, countless times I've ran into, well, where yep. is XYZ? And it's like, uh, well, it's right there. By, you know, no, well, they, they don't see that. It's not sure. uh, e- easily discernible in terms of the rest of the, of, the, of the options that you have there on the screen. Uh, so that's one area they're looking at. The labels and the positioning uh, give little indication as to what the tabs really are. Uh, that's the problem Uh, is, is the help really helpful, right? How can we make it even better, more useful? If it's a help area, it needs to be helpful. So let's, let's look at ways to uh, kind of enable that.
0: I I like, uh, I think my favorite is the screenshots a little bit down the page, I think in the comments, but it's another post from Chelsea, uh, showing sort of a a reimagined screen options that uh, uses sort of a gear in the corner to pull them down. And all of the, the, the checkboxes and the labels lined up all the way down uh, because I don't know if it, I I tend to use screen options quite a bit and I like plugins that give me the option to make things go away and if you have more than like five it just becomes this weird almost like tag cloud of yeah. you know screen options checkboxes to like turn things on and off and it becomes a, a real pain to sort of hunt through those uh, I, I, I like seeing that Uh
1: yeah, and I mean, like, screen. like Dre said, there's like I, I can't tell you. I do a lot of WordPress training, and nobody knows that link is up there. Nobody <laughs> knows what it does. Like, no, it's like it's like an it's like an Easter egg in WordPress. Like, yeah, the screen out. They just don't know. They're like, oh wow! And I show them that like, whoa! I can actually turn these things off. Like, I almost feel like this is cool. Like, I I love the gear. It's gonna blend in a little bit more, but there's you know there's ways that can make it stand out. I almost feel like there's something that needs to be on the page itself that says, hey, you can change this stuff, you know, oh. like on the page. I don't know where, I'm not a design guy. I just yeah. know when something looks good and doesn't look good, but I can't actually say. So you're saying what, you're you're just... the
0: ideal client for, for you then?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm that guy that says, we need to fix this, figure it out. That's <laughs> I'm everyone's favorite client. But, you know, <laughs> something on the page, like maybe at the bottom of the page it says, you know there's like a customize button or something that's obvious oh customize i click that and it says hey what modules do you want what modules do you, i don't know something Sure. i like the direction they're going it's cool to see they're updating it but dre's right it, it blends in a lot of people when they see the word help or they see a gearbox they're not going to click it they're not going to mm-hmm. see it you can make a bright orange and they won't
2: click it you know well i mean mm-hmm. we've got this awesome nifty toolbar at the top now right it kind of gives you title and some some links and some options um, I don't know, it just seems to me, why why take the real estate in, into the actual admin area if you've got this toolbar up there that can be easily integrated? And I think that when we start seeing uh, some of the mock-ups right there on the uh, you know case of point, what they've posted there on the blog, some pretty cool concepts, and I think that it's going to go a long way in integrating into that toolbar versus having it in, into the tabs that it's, that it's in now. So I think it's heading the right direction. There is an issue there, uh, and if you want it to be a useful tool uh, that that Folks that are educating people on WordPress uh, or WordPress users uh, in their own right as they come on board may have some questions uh, and you want to add uh, that type of stuff to them. Let's, let's make it usable. It isn't right now, I think.
0: Uh, so so to, to change the topic slightly and actually bring up one of my favorite topics um, oh, to, to bring up on the show, uh, Drew, I have to know, what, what do you think of the, the move towards uh, sort of retinifying the web? Because we mm-hmm. actually have two links this week that
1: should ask me what I think about no, it. No, I know what I you think guys I think. think. I know <laughs> what you think.
0: <laughs> That's why it's so fun to bring up.
4: Well, I, I think it's kind of like the first uh, Apple's, you know, the release of the, the Retina, mm-hmm. which, I mean, if we get down to Retina, it's really just a marketing term. I think eventually uh, this will be where everything goes. It's not Retina. It's just more better, higher definition displays, and eventually everyone will right. be on it. And right now... The web is kind of putting their feelers out to absorb this new concept and implement it because it looks so awesome. So, uh, to me, it's kind of the natural state or state stage that we're in right now where uh, people are figuring it out. You know, maybe five years from now it'll be old news and and we'll all use retina display or not retina, we'll use high DPI display and we won't even know. And and, uh, the web will have figured it out. But I think. It's exciting because if you talk to people that actually do have used these displays, they will tell you that it's a night and day difference between using uh, an old display and you know it might not be black and white TV, the color TV, but it's yeah. a definite improvement. You know,
1: are you guys updating all your all your themes to be your Retina out of the box? I mean, as far as obviously a lot of your themes are you know featured images and stuff that the user would upload, but as far as elements that that don't change, are they are you supporting Retina right now?
4: Yes. So our latest theme, Avid, which is like a photography theme, it's it's totally Retina ready. It looks awesome on Retina displays. Uh, right now, we're going back and and updating all the small image elements. Luckily, most of our themes aren't too image heavy, so it's not as monumental of a task as you might think. Uh, so yeah, we're, we are kind of going back through and 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 it's always tough, you know, because you want to be on the cutting edge, you want to be doing things that Customers want, and because and, they want their sites to look good on these great devices. But you also know you're going to be making some mistakes because, you know, right now, like I said, everybody's kind of feeling this process out. It, it's, it's so new that there's no established standard. This is how you do it, and this is the best way to do it, hands down. You know, that, that may take another two years before that's established. So,
3: hmm.
4: you know, you kind of make the improvements, but you're doing that with the knowledge that, hey, we're, we, we're, we may have to go back and do this again in a couple of years just because, you know, we were figuring stuff out like everyone else. We might not have done it, you know, the right sure. way, you know, or the perfect way But you know.
0: The, the, the news item here, um, I, I I don't think probably for, for our group of hosts here or many of the people listening, maybe they do, maybe I don't know, but the uh, most recent update to Jetpack uh, does include Pinterest support. So there's that, which we could talk about for hours. Uh, but also, yeah. it includes uh, sort of a hotfix for basically making WordPress and ready in advance of WordPress 3.5. So,
4: yeah.
0: m- m- well, who's, what?
2: Uh, I'm not Pinterested.
0: Yeah, not not Pinterested. I like <laughs>
4: But think about that. I, I find this, this is always interesting because we get a lot of customers that ask for, you know, LinkedIn. I'm not a huge fan of LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, admittedly, but, you know. There has to be somebody who's making the decision to say, you know, here's the major services we're going to support, you know, and everybody lately, you know, might have jumped on the Google Plus, uh bandwagon, but who knows where that's going to be three years from now. So it's like you have this ever evolving state of, you know, stuff that's important on the web that we need to support. And I think it's important to do a good job of not getting, going overboard with trying to support too much stuff that might just be a fad or whatever, but it's never an easy decision because you don't honestly know what, you know, what's going to become uh, kind of a standard expected. service. Just,
2: you know, it's a great point. Just make sure it's responsive, retina ready, and it supports all a hundred thousand and twenty two social sites out there on the internet today. We're good to go. See,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I love the sites that like
1: check all available options. So it's hilarious. Like, like you said, it's like all of them. Well, it's like, The ones that died ten years ago, they're still on there. It's like, why is I want to dig? What what is a dig? I don't even. Yeah, the youth of the day have no concept of a dig.
2: (laughs) Sponsored by MySpace.
1: It's good.
3: The kids. Honestly,
2: I mean, Pinterest is big. I
1: mean, it's
3: absolutely and it blew
1: up quick. You know, like we have a lot of clients to get some major traffic off of Pinterest. I'm I'm actually surprised. I'm
0: I'm surprised how many. Sort of graphic items from my blog are on uh, Pinterest. If you go search and seeing people like liking it, it's kind Crazy. of a, it's an interesting Crazy. sort of. I, I mean,
1: we have clients that have, we have like three different Pinterest integrations in one site. Like there's a, a way to pin a post. Then we have the way you can pin the individual images. You can pin gallery. It's just like mm-hmm. all these various integrations you can do. Um, and I love what's funny about Pinterest is it's like, it's obviously, I think there's no debate that, um, their demographic, as of right now, for users is more women on it. I'm not trying to be sexist, I think That's it's just possible. a fact. Like obviously, there's more women on Pinterest right now, and there's absolutely no reason why that is needs to be true, right? Because all it is is grouping things that you like
3: mm-hmm.
1: into these buckets that you can share with people. Say, here's I could make a group of plugins I like on Pinterest, and here's my favorite plugins, or here's my favorite SEO plugins, <laughs> right? But it hasn't really caught on in that in that um, space yet. So it, it's it's an interesting social network to watch. I mean, my April, my wife, she absolutely loves Pinterest and all of her friends are on Pinterest. And I literally have it just to test websites, you know, like that we launched to make sure, yeah, it works. I really don't care. Um, so it's it's crazy. And this has all progressed within the last six to ten months, maybe, maybe a
2: year. Quick. Wow. Yeah. Not Pinterested.
1: <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd say i the mean, same. yeah it's... go ahead Brad. no go ahead drew i didn't i don't really yeah, I don't, don't, say... don't let him
2: talk over you I... there drew he <laughs> won't shut up ever man i was gonna say Please, yeah my, the first my thing wife... you need to
1: learn about this show is always talk over brad because he makes <laughs> he's not really making a point he's just kind of blabbing about nothing
4: hey, <laughs> i think i said that once yeah yeah so like my, my wife's on pinterest uh i'm not i, I think the that, you know, it obviously caught that a niche of people that were needed that outlet and were excited about seeing pictures of stuff, and it just happened to be women. I mean, I, I don't know, but like like you guys are saying, I think it, it definitely caught on. And uh, I'm not all that familiar with it, but obviously, it's it, it's uh, pretty popular.
2: Yeah, I find it ironic too. Being a design type, I mean, like myself, that's kind of my, my grassroots is design stuff, and being it's kind of such a visual. Uh, sharing platform, if you will. I really have no interest at all in, in messing with it right now. Um I, I guess it makes sense, you know, being it its popularity and, and Brad's talking about clients with, with a ton of traffic coming from it and stuff that you, you kind of have to consider it Uh or you lose opportunities, right? It's uh, just not my thing. I mean, quit adding damn social networks, man. <laughs> Blog something
1: for, Christmas. but it is. I think the the like Pinterest. That's kind of a no brainer. So obviously surprised it took them that long to in, to to integrate that. I think the interesting thing about this is the Retina support. So it, they okay. wanted to get all this Retina in three four. It didn't happen. So instead of that, they've kind of pushed it through Jetpack.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So how do you guys feel about that? Because you know Jetpack isn't. I don't know. You know Jetpack's its own kind of thing. It's got all <laughs> sorts of different things you can add in, whatever. But it's kind of yeah. like I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like taking something that. Maybe should be in core and pushing it in, a, in the, the other plug-in. You know what I mean? Like, is, is Jetpack going to be this kind of shuttle of pushing things prior to being core? Like, would Jetpack ever push something like 2012 because it wasn't ready? Like, hey, throw it in Jetpack. It's not ready, but it's not ready for core, but we could throw it in Jetpack.
2: Hmm. Could that happen?
1: With, with 2013, could that happen?
2: U- usage data prior to deploying into core?
1: They, I'm not that's saying too bad. The they have over a million users now or a million downloads. I mean, they have a big user base, right? Uh,
2: just conspiracy theory type guy here. I mean, there is some value there, mm-hmm. you know, right? I mean, I, I, I could see how that, that could prove valuable into
3: well, I mean, putting stuff that may or may
2: not fade into core, right?
0: Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I tend to look at it this way. I mean, they have a obviously a, a giant user base, and this is a um, an update, which is a, a graceful enhancement, right for users. It's not a, a functional change to core. You know, it's 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 including new uh, graphics that will make it better for those that are using Retina displays. I don't know. I think it's uh, I, I think it's a neat use of it. I mean, why not? What's the what's the downside?
1: I I honestly I would like to see that whole Retina kind of stay as a plug-in at least for the foreseeable future, at least until. Retina supports passes the whole 70, 30, or 80, 20, whatever rule it is we're going by this year.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know,
1: until then, like, have that add on. They have that add on plugin when there's kind of a hot fix that you need, but it's not worthy of an incremental release. What's the name of that
2: plugin? I I forget. Well, I actually bought the domain name at one point for what they've maybe unofficially coined these things called Canonical Plugin, right? Mm hmm. I, I had the dot com for a while just to, uh, as a joke. Squatting
1: domains, man. They're good. People are going to be looking
2: for canonical plugins
1: as a big picture. Of Dre, like, hey, I hey, send me money. <laughs> I,
3: I,
2: I agree. I mean, that That to me, hey, look, nothing wrong with being an early adopter. Does it fit into core now? My personal thought is no. Uh, it is what it is. It's going in great. Got the nod. Awesome. It's not 80 20. And if we're living by that, that that's, that's complete and utter you got a soundboard option for
1: that one um yeah the plugin is actually called hotfix chris cochran called that out in the chat room hotfix i know it was because of a a version a couple versions ago where they had to there was some hotfix stuff they had to do 3.2 3.3 they haven't used it too much since those two releases but it is there so
0: drew Drew, do you you have a high dpi display
4: to, to test your themes with uh, yeah, I have an iPad three. I don't have the new MacBook Pro, okay. uh, so I don't have one to test yeah, it. I have but, to think
0: that, and I, and I don't, but I have to think that having one would be that extra motivation to see all sites supporting it, or at least all people with right in this displays being able to use, you know, WordPress in this case. I mean, I have to think not not seeing the enhancement yourself would make it easier to, I guess, downplay its importance. Yeah, I
4: mean, if you guys saw it. If you, like, for example, if I pull up an image on on our new theme on my new iPad and then put it next to an old iPad, I mean, you you would noticeably just be like, wow, that picture looks crisp, clear, uh, more vivid, everything. It just looks better, you know, and the same goes for just every little aspect of the site. So, uh,
2: I
1: I mean, it is like watching a non high depth. Like having a yeah. high def TV and right. watching a non high def station, well, right? Totally like, if, exactly. if all you watch is high def and then you watch something non high def, you're like, holy crap, this sucks. Look, I don't and want
2: it's going to be huge down the road when Windows is adopted, it, right? It's not happening right now. It's not 8020, it shouldn't be core. And it was just asked in IRC, and I, I think that's a ridiculous thing to get in there right now. It doesn't make sense. What is the use case for it? It's not being used by the masses right now, and that is what this this whole thing is about, right? Well, I mean, I, I feel
0: like it, I, I feel like you have to measure the the usefulness of something next to the. I guess what what is the what is the cost to the users? It doesn't benefit. You know what I mean? Like it's it's an enhancement for yeah. It may only be one or two percent of users right now. It's going don't to go I think the up.
1: cost is so great that it's like I, I don't really like obviously the download size of WordPress gets a little bit bigger. It's 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 not crazy, but it doesn't like double the size of the download. So I think it's more of, you know, if we're going to have this kind of 80 20 rule, then it sh- we should kind of follow it across the board. Right. Like 80 20. If you want retina, have a plug Boom. Retina support for WordPress right there. And then at, at when we hit that 20 mar- or that 80 mark, then it goes into core. I think it's just kind of keeping that standardized point, like, this is what we do, not breaking away from that rule, like, just to make an exception.
0: Well, but, but I don't uh, think I don't it have is an exception. You know, I don't see it as a new feature. I don't I plan feature. on having one for a while. I don't see it as a new feature as much as I see it as... It's updating assets and, and including support for it. I mean, it's not so much a, here's a brand new thing for everybody to play with, and, and don't you like it? Because, you know, you have the computers that can use it. It's more of a... Now all of these assets within WordPress are out of date and look like crap. Let's make them look better, and then it'll look better for the future. I don't know. I, I guess I don't see it as a feature enhancement as much as uh, you know updating the, the, the files maybe it's, that are it's, out of date. It's an
1: now. interesting topic because it's not something that's really come up before, right? There hasn't really been this, you know, or there hasn't been this high def kind of perception sure. on the web. So it's it's a new topic, right? So. I think that's why we talk about a lot because it's new and it's not there hasn't really been a precedent before this so this is kind of the precedent what happens here so I don't know I'm not in love with it I know if you have that type of device then you probably want it I don't have that type of device and I have no plans to get one in the foreseeable future so you know I really don't care about it
3: okay
4: yeah it's a tough I mean I think it's tough to make that call as to when to adopt a new technology you know versus um, just waiting and I think you, like I said before, you're going to run the risk. The earlier you adopt it, the more risk you run of doing it incorrectly, you know, when you look back at it two years later and say, well, this is how we should have done it, you know? Um, but at the same time, it's a judgment call. And um, I don't know, is there the 80 20 thing, is that kind of like an established? hard fast rule or it's like Ryan I think it's
1: saying a it's a better? it's a rule but I think it's a bit loose like it's not like this is the rule and that's it like it's it's a rule but it's like you know I don't if know if you go to the if you go to the WordPress, how would you guys describe it it's a rule WordPress but it's not a rule page. it's kind of like I don't uh,
0: know how to describe it it's it's .org slash about slash philosophy it's one of the sort of tenants designed for the majority mm-hmm. um which you know in this case it's it's designing for the future majority which is obviously debatable um, right. But.
4: And, and it's subjective at some point. And I think, um, you know, obviously I think Matt drives that down a little bit. And I think that, I think we're all aware of that. And, and that, I don't know, that's a whole different discussion. We could go on and on about that. Mm
3: hmm.
1: Well, uh, you know, if you really want to change my mind, and you feel like sending me a Retina device, I am uh, <laughs> certainly not opposed to that. So that's a, that's a good uh, argument. Change my to mind? Use. Yeah. I, I absolutely double dog dare you to change my mind. Send me a nice high def, uh, <laughs> HD, whatever we're calling this thing, Retina support, iPad, okay. three, MacBook, whatever. I'm down.
0: I I want to do bar tricks. So bar tricks are the point in the show where I, I don't think we mentioned this before, Drew, but. Basically, everybody, if they have one, throws in sort right. of a useful tip, trick, uh, whatever they've found recently that they think others could benefit from and uh, hopefully help a few people tip, out. Tip,
1: trick, article, plug-in, whatever you got. I think
0: I think Dre gets to start because yeah, he Dre, has Dre, a link in the notes. Dre,
2: no, nah, you leave Dre alone. He's Dre's the, over here sulking the only on this. one. <laughs> damn retina. <laughs>
0: What, what, what do you got, Dre? What's your, what's your bar trick?
2: Uh, no real trick. Uh, just, some, uh, you know, we released a post on security.net uh, today, mm-hmm. uh, blonde.security.net, uh, about uh, some, uh, some issues affecting pluggable.php, which is a file. Uh, within WP includes. It's not WordPress. I want to make sure that people understand that there, there is no vulnerability in WordPress, but we are seeing um, a specific uh, malware attack that's, uh, that's infiltrating uh, websites worldwide right now, and it is using the pluggable.php file um, as its host, and it's, it's doing some redirect stuff, um, so make sure you go read the article. Again, it's not a WordPress vulnerability, so um, when just go view the post it'll give you some of the, the payload and stuff that, uh, that is that's being used to attack uh, and using that, uh, that file as a host
3: hmm.
1: Good to know. Nasty I've cleaned I've already cleaned two sites that have it. So. yeah it's,
3: it's kind of ugly if You don't know uh, if you
1: have it. log into FTP, go into your WP Includes folder, go look at pluggable and the easiest way to tell is the last updated date. Every, well, both sites i cleaned have been that file has been touched in the last 2 days
2: yeah either that uh, or just it's it's hit the same line eight ten eight eleven of that file um so go go check it out you'll see some uh, some an md5 check and then it goes right into some nasty eval code uh not supposed to be there definitely not supposed to be there
0: good to note actually uh it just i don't know how this happened just you know uh chance occurrence this week uh, my pick or my my bar trick i should say is this weird thing called forge i don't know who made it don't know who's responsible
3: for
2: it (laughs) i don't know but i hear those guys are crazy but they're football (laughs) fans i'm good with that
0: uh so i i I, they were talking about it in the chat earlier on uh forge is a free command line toolkit for bootstrapping and developing wordpress themes uh using front-end languages like sass less and CoffeeScript. it's a theme foundry project which is where my bad joke came from uh, so, uh, so Drew, what, where did, where did this project come from? What, uh, what, made, what motivated you guys to put it together?
4: Uh, so basically probably earlier this year, well, late last year, we were having an issue with using SAS and with our themes because we, we do use Ruby on rails a little bit, um, as well. And it was one of the things that I really liked when I was using Ruby on rails. I said, how can we use this with WordPress? Mm-hmm. So because I love using it as a designer and I love using it for my style sheets because you can make them clean, modular, you can actually use a little bit of logic in your style sheets and avoid repeating yourself a lot, a lot of awesome stuff. So I said, how can we get this into WordPress? Now, um, so we decided to, because it was becoming so much of our process, we decided to actually build a tool that will let you um, essentially bootstrap a theme uh, and use these tools to be more efficient while building themes. So it's something that we use uh, exclusively now for all our themes and uh, it helps us uh, streamline things. And, and one of the other things it helps us do is uh, we also release our uh, themes on WordPress.com which you guys may or may not be aware of. Mm-hmm. But we can, uh, we're, we can use Forge to operate from one code base to, to do that instead of having to uh, split them up into different code bases because WordPress.com has a lot of different requirements uh, then, we're then our self-hosted. We can kind of do whatever we want, but their platform is more closed and it has more requirements. So, to make a long story short, it allows us to be more efficient, and uh, we wanted to put the tool in other people's hands and run with it. And it's gotten some pretty good traction. And uh, I think we almost have a hundred followers or watchers on GitHub, and uh, it's gotten nice. some pretty good adoption. So. And it works well for us, and I think that's an important in any project, is is using it for yourself, you know, and sure. and Dog food because ends. yeah, and then it gets more love when it's, with updates and everything else.
0: Absolutely. So that's it. Forge. And I think going the back to what
1: we foundry.com. oh forge no. dot theme the com. Sorry, Ryan. I'll, no, go, go. Oh, oh I you. handle. I got this. I don't say anything. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was saying going back to the uh, kind of looking at <laughs> reputable companies. Yeah. Not only is who's behind this, right, but how are they giving back? And, I mean, obviously, you guys have given back a lot, not only with 2012. I'm sure you've invested many, many hours, hundreds of hours probably. Around 2012, um, Forge is another example of you guys giving back. So I think that, that always speaks highly of companies. When they can invest, the time they're investing, they actually give back to the community and say, hey, this helps us. I hope this helps others. Um, very cool to see that. Cool. Appreciate
0: it. I like. Brad, do you have a bar track?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So, for my bar trick, I'm going to light my head on fire and run around. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, do uh, it. Have a good <laughs> this will be Brad's final <laughs> show. Tweet, yeah. Shoot in next Uh-oh. week. It might actually happen.
3: Uh, my bar <laughs> trick.
1: I want to announce that Pods 2.0. Oh yeah. Goes beta. Indeed. And we had Scott on, what, has it been a couple weeks now, right?
0: I think so, yeah. yeah. Scott during an after show.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, who is probably one of the most passionate guys I've ever met and talked to um, around anything, for that matter. Like, he is absolutely absorbed with pods, and it's, it's, um, it's motivating talking to people like that, right? I mean, it's just, it, 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 cool. it, it makes you want to, like, get out there and do stuff like this. So, um, Pods 2.0, which is a, a major undertaking, he went into it in, in great detail a couple of episodes back. So, check, check our archives, you can check that out on the Aftertaste, I believe it was, right? Yeah, I'll
0: link that's up the episode. Um, the we'll
1: show. have to get him on the actual show one of these days, maybe when Pods 2.0 hits uh, final release. But the beta's out, um, so definitely get on there. He needs a lot of testers, so if, if you've ever used Pods, even if you've never used Pods, install it. I mean, Pods is kind of that plug-in that takes WordPress and just, you know, injects a shot of heroin in its neck and just says, go, and that's what it does. It. So it it's... Like if you've ever worked at Drupal and like CCK or something like that, that may not be the best reference. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: I couldn't think of a good. Yeah. Win- <laughs> well, you just I not think of a good Windows though, reference. Though.
1: Sorry, I'm uh. I'm literally spitballing here. But if if you've ever worked at Drupal and like CCK or anything like that, Pods takes WordPress way beyond just custom post types. It makes data just relational in absolutely any way you want it to be. So it's extremely powerful. So if you've ever oh, used it, if you've not used it um whatever it may be they need beta testers so install this thing play with it he's got a lot of documentation a lot of uh, resources online um really good community around pods he has his own um non-profit around pods that he was talking about which absolutely blows my mind that a plugin has a non-profit um set up around it for donations and stuff so check it out um we'll put the show or the uh, yeah. link in the show notes but pods beta it. is out
2: Pods is like a performance-enhancing drug. It'll get you kicked out of the WordPress repository. It's oh, a totally not legal not drug for WordPress. I promise you. It's good stuff. Man, right. Drugs are bad. Okay. Gotta make a note. Oh,
1: shot of heroin in the neck. Not <laughs> the Not the not the best way to describe a, a useful plugin to the WordPress community. But it it is. It's like sure. It's crazy. Install it. Look at
2: this. Just look at the screenshots. It's yeah. pretty <laughs> sick. I'll tell you. Yeah, definitely check it out when you get the chance. Pods. Awesome.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, Drew, I know we kind of sprung it on you, but if you have anything to throw out there.
4: Yeah. um, Since we were talking about Retina today, and uh, I'll post a link in here, but uh, Thomas, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, and you guys might have seen this. His last name is Fuchs, maybe, but he did a flowchart on how to retinify your website, and uh, it's really helpful if you're a developer and you actually do want to retinify or high DPI your website, so... I'll post a link here uh, in the in the chat. I think I th- I feel like I, mean, I ran across maybe, this. From yeah, Twitter I mean, maybe you point. guys. Yeah, it's uh, anyway. It, it's it's really useful. useful. Yeah. yeah, really useful. And I think it was actually mentioned by Sarah Cannon at WordPress or WordCamp San Francisco. And I've seen it a few places. But for anyone who's tuned in, listening, and and interested in the retina stuff, and and actually doing it for the website, this is a really helpful. Little flow chart to walk you through walk you through the process.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and don't don't listen to Grumpy Brad and Grumpy Dre. <laughs> we suck.
0: Hey, I it's it's just entertaining to uh well, I know you did
2: that bring it up every week. Yes.
3: <laughs> On purpose
2: <laughs> jerk. I Aggles. like it, jerk. <laughs> That's pretty slick. Jerk store called all,
0: all right. Well, um I think that brings us to the end of episode twenty one of WP Late Night. Uh, let me think here. If you listen to the podcast, either recorded or live, even if it's live, because you probably listen to the whole thing, still go over to iTunes and leave us a review. That's where a lot of people are going to find us when they're searching for WordPress podcasts to check out. Um, obviously, thanks to Event Espresso for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, again, WP Candy, use that discount code during checkout to save a few dollars on your purchase with them. Uh, check out WPLateNight.com. We've got a cool new landing page. Uh, over on the site that uh, gives you quick links to all the different ways to subscribe to the show and to follow us. And it just looks kind of neat. Um, so, some cool stuff going on there. Obviously, we already said where we're all going to be at WordCamps. Uh, anything else I'm forgetting, guys? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you're going to play the whole thing through again or not.
2: Well, I'll tell you, I had to do if, it one if, more time, Drew, thank, thanks a bunch for coming uh, coming on board and hanging out with us and talking some, uh, some 2012 and uh, just uh, in general for being here and kind of being awesome. We've gotten to catch up at a couple events over the last couple of years. I hope we get to do that again here coming soon. Uh, the ThemeFoundry.com, folks, go check it out. It's all sorts of just brilliant awesomeness. Uh, if you're into some really cool themes, they're working on the Retina Ready stuff. They've got one ready already, <laughs> right? So, Make sure to go check them out, thethemefoundry dot com.
4: Thanks,
0: somebody's, Trey. Appreciate it. Somebody's got to make a theme called Ratina. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. I got I got to get you out to WordCamp Philly, man. It, you were in Philly. I read the uh, article yeah. post. You played for the Eagles. Yeah. You lived in Philly for uh, I don't know how long, maybe a short cent or whatever. But here year, you got to yeah. come back out. I would love, absolutely love to have you come speak. Cool. That'd be awesome.
0: All right, well, uh, Drew, you're welcome to stick around as well for the uh, aftertaste. I'm sure we'll be on with the chat room for a few more minutes here uh thanks to everybody Uh for listening in and we'll catch everybody next week for another wp late night thanks guys oh yeah thanks oh i forgot (laughs) there it is